In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Bashar Katu about scaling the e-commerce business without funding. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 93. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pulesky, and I'm here today with Bashar Katu. Bashar is a serial entrepreneur who is a seven-figure Amazon seller and also teaches other Amazon sellers how to scale their business. I asked Bashar on the show today to talk about how you can grow your Amazon business without any external funding. So, hey, Bashar, how are you doing today? I am doing excellent, man, and I'm really honored to uh, be on the show. Yeah, awesome to have you. I love talking with retailers that have kind of built their business from scratch. Um, so what's a bit of a background? I know I was kind of reading your story beforehand. Um, how long have you been on Amazon and kind of how did you start? Absolutely. So um, I started uh, late 2015, early 2016. And um, honestly, to me, it was more of a thing where I stumbled upon it. And I, I, I think you might have heard, you know, a lot of sellers say that. Um, uh, I come from a, uh, a background of uh, restaurant, you know, I, a restaurant owning, right? I always owned restaurants. My first job was at McDonald's at 16. I always was working in restaurants until about 2000 and um, I believe it was 2011, me and my brother purchased our first restaurant here in the States um, after five years of migrating into the country because we migrated in 2006. Um, and right, you know, about a couple of years later, that was when I branched out of my kind of like a family business and I started my own thing, which was a dive restaurant and bar. And, you know, I call that place the School of Hard Knocks because honestly, it just shaped me to the man I am today. I mean... You know, I it was total failure. I lost over half a million dollars, uh, three years of my life, and I came out of it with a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt. So that happened right around um, April. Actually, it was on April twenty eighth, two thousand and fifteen, when my kitchen caught on fire, and I had no insurance. And uh, you know, my my landlord had uh, had it with me. He said, "That's it, you're out," because I, I was late. Always late on rent. You know, twenty five year old knew nothing about running their his own restaurant let alone doing it on his own, no background experience in running a such a massive operation, you know, operating, you know, uh, uh, running 20, 30 employees at once and things like that. So I had always heard about the term, I work from home, and I never understood what that meant. You know, when people said I work from home and I own my own business, to me, it always meant if you own your own business, you had a physical location where you or employees interacted with customers and the kind of the contribution was, you know, you, you give product or service and, 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 you know, in return you, you receive uh, uh, money's revenue for your business. So the whole concept of working online to me was a total scam. You know, I, I didn't believe in it. Uh, it wasn't something that I really wanted to do, but at that time I had a lot of time. I had zero money I didn't know what to do. I had just got a job working as a dishwasher at Hilton Hotels after being my own business owner for five, six years. So I was totally devastated. I just got a DUI. I came out of it drinking heavily, went into rehab. So 2015 was a total dark year for me. And honestly, that's when I stumbled upon the online world and more specifically selling on Amazon. And that's kind of when everything turned around for me and, um, kind of, uh, you know, open my eyes, you know? Okay. So 2015 and going into 2016, that's when you started kind of getting a little 
getting a little into this. So you kind of went on Amazon and said, want to start selling. Um, but at the time you were still, what you said, 150 grand in debt. Um, so you probably didn't have much to actually fund the business. So what did you kind of, so in, when you, when you see folks say selling on Amazon, there's a lot of different ways of selling, drop shipping, um, private label, different things. What did you like, what did you get into first and where'd you kind of go from there? So I'll be hundred percent honest with you. What I am into currently is private label. Uh, to me, I am into it right now because it is the most passive, scalable, and automated. At least in my opinion, you know, may, many people may may uh, uh, you know their opinions might differ from mine, but uh, that's kind of what I think today. Now, when when you start a private label brand um, or a product, you need at least a couple thousand dollars, even if you're just launching one product, couple hundred units. You know, it needs a couple of tools. You need, you know, uh, uh, the the minimum order uh, uh, quantity is at least 200, 250. Some suppliers may even ask you for more. So you need a couple of grand under you to really start the business. Now, I understand that a lot of people don't have that. And when I first started, I sure did not have anything. I mean, I was, I had nothing, you know. All the money that I was collecting from my job um, was really going back to paying pissed off employees that had, you know, uh, uh, started claims against me because they just had not paid, gotten paid the, for the last two weeks. And, you know, my, my accounts were drained and I had no money. So I, I knew I had to do something, right? Um, I was only 25 years old. I had just met someone who seemed to be the right person for me. And I knew I was just starting out. I knew that wasn't the end of me. So I knew I had to do something. I had to change something. You know, before that, I was working hard. I was working 120 hours per week. I was an honest, working, hard man, but it wasn't enough, you know, and um, and so I was missing a part of the concept. I was working hard, but I was not working smart, and that's, you know, putting the two together, I mean, ma you know, made some some major changes in my life, so that's when I started uh, uh, selling on Amazon, and more specifically, I started with retail arbitrage. Um, I'm assuming everyone here knows what retail arbitrage is, but just a simple I guess, uh, description or simple definition of it. It's uh, where you find products, uh, you know, selling on a retail store like Walmart, Target, whatnot, uh, and then you flip them on um, another uh, platform to me was Amazon. Um, at the time, it was right around Christmas 15. So uh, me and my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, uh, we would go around. Um, I, 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 I niched it down to a, uh, a doll by a company called... Uh, Madame something, I forgot what the name was. Um, and there were two. There was a pink uh, doll and there was a purple doll. You know, the pink one sold like three times more. But the cool thing was we could buy it at $8.99 and flip it on Amazon for $32.99. You know, sometimes we'd get competitors, so we'd have to drop our price to like $28. But for the most part, I was making some decent money, although Amazon was charging me some, but I was still profiting 10 to $15, probably even more. This, um, so this, you're talking... So you physically, so when we say retail arbitrage, there's a few different kind of things there. Are you talking, you would go to a store, kind of do the thing of like a physical local store to you, um, see a product for sale and then say, hey, we can just list this on Amazon essentially. And then when you get the order, run off to the store real quick, get the product and essentially just ship it out that night sort of thing. Right. So, um, okay. So let me backtrack a little bit. So I actually, what I did is I used my girlfriend's credit card. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did. I used her credit card. I put about $200 in purchases on there. 
I bought a bunch of units and then I shipped them to FBA. So I was doing FBA still at the time. Okay. So you, now, were, you were doing retail arbitrage, but with FBA. So you were just, you were going there and identifying, right. Hey, I can definitely sell this. And before you made the sale, you were saying, let's, you know, I didn't even actually list it yet and do anything, but I can just see there's a uh, opportunity for arbitrage. Let's just purchase as many as I can at, at retail, ship them off, you know, pop them in a box, ship them to FBA and then list them what, you know, would be a, probably about a week into the future, right? Right, absolutely. So what I would be doing is, um, uh, so I mean, just with uh, with the Amazon uh, app on your phone, you could actually um, there is if you are on the seller's app um, on the top right corner, there's like a little camera. If you click on it, you'll scan you you'll you can actually scan the QR code and it'll tell you information about that product. It'll tell you. Um, so it won't tell you exactly how many sales it will give you a BSR. And uh, at the time, I had watched some someone's videos, and they said that anything below seventy-five thousand was good, right? It sells about you know one to ten per day or so. Um, so I was looking for any product that had a BSR, and BSR is best sellers rank, of below seventy-five thousand. And then I was looking for a product that didn't have more than ten sellers on the same listing because I assumed more than ten was just going to be way too competitive. Um, and then I was also looking at the FBA fees, making sure that the cost of the product plus the FBA fees equal whatever that number is, is less than what I can sell it for. Obviously, whatever is left is my profit. So um, BSR, um, best seller rank, is that the? Uh, right. BSR below 75,000, right? Below 75,000. That's right. Number of other folks selling the product below 10, 10 or below, let's say. That's right. And then just kind of doing some back of the envelope math of saying, I'm buying it for X. Here's the, uh, you know, Amazon listing fees, FBA fees, shipping. You know, just kind of doing some back of the envelope real quick and saying, here's right. here's my cost. Is there margin still? And kind of just running through absolutely. That. Okay, absolutely. And then I figured also there was about a dollar, dollar fifty in shipping cost. Um, that because I obviously I need to ship the product over to Amazon for FBA. Um, so I would do that as well. And uh, that's kind of how I got started. Um, I made a decent amount of actually that first month we made about twelve hundred dollars in profit. Obviously, I paid my girlfriend back, and then we split the profit because, I mean, she kind of lent me the money, and I was like, okay, cool, you know, that's a business partner. Like, hey, I just, I just made, and that was the cool thing is that, like, I was so excited. I had just made $1,200, you know. I mean, yeah, it was a lot of running around because we, once again, I used her car. I didn't have a car at the time, so we paid for gas and everything, uh, but we did do a lot of running around, but there I was running my own personal business. I mean, really, I only had $200 to start with, which I put on a credit card. So it wasn't money that I had in my pocket. It was money that I kind of, you know, uh, borrowed from the bank, right? Uh, $200. And I made about, you know, I mean, obviously, we bought more than that, but we made $1,200 in profit at the end of that first month. Now, the cool thing is that it was Christmas. So right after Christmas, the, the sales died down because, you know, everyone was really excited about that dole and things like that. Um, but that opened up everything for me that opened up a lot more, uh, uh, possibilities. I was like, okay, so if I could do that with one product, there are so many other ways and other products out there. And that's when I went into online arbitrage. Yeah. It's funny, uh, that, that whole like paradigm shifting moment, right? I, we work with sellers right, to do, you know, hundred thousand orders, you know, hundred thousand orders on a regular basis, that sort of thing. But that first moment where you're like, we go from like zero to something, that's the biggest paradigm shift of, and that's like the most excitement of saying like, you know, this is actually real and you can do this. And there's this moment of like, 
you know, the first time the cash register rings, and you're like, oh, wow, I just made the first sale, and I've been sitting here. And um, yeah, I hit, we work with tons of sellers, too, that, you know, are doing this massive volume, but that very first couple orders, that's where the excitement and the real, like, the mental shift happens, which is really cool. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. See, you got to understand one thing. Right before that, I was an operator of a multi-million dollar business that was operating, managing tens of employees at once. I had put in over half a million dollars into it, um, went three years and made zero, zero, literally zero. I was working the place was open from 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. I was opening, closing seven days a week, no days off. And I was making nothing. And I was grinding, you know, I was grinding. So for me now to go to a store, buy a product on a credit card without any money of my own, buying a couple products on a credit card, shipping them over to Amazon, punching a bunch of words online on some website, weird website that it just seemed all gibberish to me at the time, you know, and then having a customer go and buy without me having to stand in front of customers, read off a menu, explain what the menu items are, you know, do and a clean after them after they left and all that stuff. Like that to me was just mind blowing. Like that's when really the bulb just went off and I was like, oh my God, I have been doing it all wrong all these years. You know, like had I known about this when I had, you know, $250,000 in my bank three years ago, I would have probably had a $10 million a year business now, you know, but that's the thing. I just wasn't aware. And that's, and that's the thing that a lot of people need to understand is a lot of them say, oh, well, I wish I got into it, you know, back when it was hot in 2014. And now it's a little bit more competitive. But here's the thing. You just didn't know. You didn't know any better. You were not aware, but today you are aware. So your actions today are what matter, not what you could have, would have, should have done two, three years ago, you know? And it's always going to be more competitive. People say that about, you know, when we first started doing AdWords, right? You could run an ad and for, I think it was between like one and five cents, you get a click and like, like the return was so ridiculous and it just wasn't competitive because no one was doing it. And then eventually folks moved in. Same thing happened with Facebook. It used to be super easy. Like you could get clicks for next to nothing. The big folks moved in. And it's always the next thing. So you're always kind of, it's just evolving, right? That if you always look back and say, oh, I wish I got started five years ago, it was easier. It, if you look five years in the future, today's going to seem really easy. So there's always a moment, there's always a good reason not to start, right? But Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a good lesson right there. Just, it's always going to be easy. Just go for it. Um, Absolutely, man. So then, so then you said you started going from retail arbitrage to online retail arbitrage, which is basically the same thing, but with websites, right? Right, right. Because I mean, here's the thing. It was a lot of running around. It was a lot of scanning. Like sometimes we would go. So, so here's the thing. We started, we had a good product and then there was nothing, you know, and then now we had to like start going scanning. We went to Home Depot, TJ Maxx, Walmart, Target. I mean, we went to so many stores. We probably scanned over tens of thousands of products, but it was just, you know, the problem was always, okay, so this store has only three units of these. They have to call another store that's like 20 miles away. And then that store only has 20, you know, let's say 10 units. And then, well, what happens after they run out? You know, I can't just contact the supplier and say, I want a pallet of this. You know what I mean? I can't just do that. That's the, because if that, I, Yeah, that's the issue with retail arbitrage that as soon right, as you start right. doing well, you hit, a, you hit a selling very fast that right, I and sold that's my 10 problem. units and I can't get 10 more. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so so that was the, the problem there. Now. The cool thing with online arbitrage is that it took away the time of me driving around. 
I could just do it all online. And that was the whole point of me going into selling on Amazon is that I can run a profitable business from anywhere in the world. And that was the cool thing about it, right? So online arbitrage, I used a, uh, a software called Tactical Arbitrage that came out like six months or a year later or something like that. And it simply just scans through different websites with some different criterias. And, um, and then it shows you that, okay, this product sells on walmart.com for $10 and then on Amazon for $25. So you figure, okay, cool. So $10 plus maybe another five or six for FBA fees, fulfillment fees, and then blah, right? Uh, or, or just to sell it on or just the referral fee or whatever. So still at the time, I did not have a whole lot of money. So I couldn't just go to walmart.com and say, okay, you have 30 units of this product. I'm just going to buy them all, either ship them back to me or just ship them directly to Amazon and then have them set an FBA. So what I had to do is I have to fulfill every single order. So as people ordered my oh, – man. Yeah, and, and honestly, like it was like that. And, and uh, what I would do is I would have like a, a Google Doc or like a spreadsheet or whatever and would have the, the link to the product on Walmart. So once someone orders my product on Amazon, I would go there and then I would order the product, pay for it, and then have it shipped directly to the customer. So the cool thing about that is that all I had to come out of pocket was just the price of that one product I had to order beforehand, you know? Um, and then as many other products I needed to buy before Amazon paid me every two weeks. Um, the bad thing was, which is why I left that, was number one, um, a lot of times I would find a product, they had 10 units. By the time that product sold, I would go back and they have run out. So that was one bad thing. Second biggest bad thing was the fact that it took so long for orders to be shipped. So Target, Walmart, all these, pro you know, all these websites take, I don't know, five to seven, sometimes even 10 business days. A lot of times also, the software, the tactical arbitrage software, uh, showed me, um, you know, showed me uh, 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 products that looked similar, but really weren't. Like a simple variation um, was just, you know, like not there, and I just couldn't see it, you know, because you're not physically seeing the products, you're just kind of relying on what the software is telling you. However, if you are just starting out, these are all things you can do. Like literally, if, and I get so many people saying, I only have like $200, what do I do? And I tell them, look, Go do what I did. Go like you have. You're 18. You're 19. You're 20. You're 25. You just got fired. You just lost your business. You just came out of college. And like I don't want to do this anymore. And I don't want to just keep going to school. And you have some time. Go do what I did. I mean, I'm not here because I had a million dollars when I started. I'm here because I had a lot of time and I had a lot of energy and I had a lot of drive and motivation. And I wanted to get where I am today. So and the thing with that too is it's not even that. First couple, you know, you have two hundred dollars, that sort of thing. You're not going to make a million dollars, but you're going to learn a process of, like you said, that new paradigm shift. You're going to you're going to see that firsthand, and that in itself is pretty powerful. Like if you've never done anything like this before, just just getting that first order, sending a first order into FBA, just realizing, oh, I have to label a certain way, and it magically appears in FBA, and then like, oh, we can just ship out. Like that whole process right there. It's not it's not that first two hundred that you're making. It's you just did something that. Um, you know, you can go to, I was kind of think, you know, you go to college and pay for a class that you know, there's some classes that, you know, are useful, but there's other ones you're probably not using in real life every day. And it costs you however much money this, you could literally pay $200 and get, you know, more just in that one experience, get more than some folks get in some of those college classes that you kind of just never, 
touch upon ever again. So if you just look at it that way, it's worth it in the education alone. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And as, and as you said, you know, that $200 isn't going to make you a million dollars, but it's going to put you in the right path. Like, if I had not started with retail arbitrage, if I had not started with online arbitrage, if I had not gone through all those processes, I wouldn't be where I am today, you know. Um, I just got started. And that's that's the key, I think, is, is getting started. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter how you do it. Doesn't matter. Just just have a goal that, okay, buy X, I want to make X, right? Have a vision, but you don't need to know every single step of the way to get there because if you just sit there and, and dwell over, well, I think I should do this before this and I think I should do that before this and what if this happened here and what if that doesn't work out this way, you're just never going to get started. Like literally every single successful entrepreneur I have interviewed or, or you know, spoken to or, or, or seen, you know, been interviewed or something like that, they always say, when I first got started, I didn't know how I was going to get there. I didn't have every, all the pieces in the right places. I just knew I wanted to go somewhere, and I knew if I don't do anything about it, nothing is going to change. And that's what I always tell people is that just start, man. Just stop, you know, overanalyzing things. Just start somewhere, you know. I like that. And I, I feel like your restaurant experience might have actually helped with that, right? Because you had that mentality of, like, grinding and hustling and you need, you know, a restaurant to, uh, what is it, a, uh, a hard way to make an easy living or whatever the expression is that you can definitely make money, but it's, it's tough, right? You got to do a lot of work to make that. And I see folks that are kind of new to this saying like, oh, we want to automate everything, we want everything hands off, we want everything from the start just flowing through. And you're like, you don't really at first, like just get that Google doc and, you know, manually key everything in and you can make that work at first. Right. Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I always say work with whatever you have around you, like stop looking, you know, I need a brand new Mac. And like, that's a lot of times when I get new prospects in, you know, the first thing they say, oh, you know, I just have a thousand dollars and I'm going to go buy a new Mac. And I'm like, do you have, what do you, what do you currently have? What are you using right now? Oh, Toshiba. Do you know what I used? Let me show you what I used. And it's still here. Just as a reminder, <laughs> I use this thing that it's so thick. It's so heavy. Toshiba laptop. That's what I had when I first got started. I would go to Starbucks, use free Wi-Fi, you know, grab a drink of water for free and hang out there for six, seven, eight hours without standing up, okay, or going to the bathroom or anything because that's all I had around me and I had to make it work. Stop looking for the perfect opportunity. They do not exist. Like literally, just look around you. What do you have today? That's all you got. Start. Yep, I like that. Do yeah. Just take that first step, you know. Yeah, sure. Now I have a brand new Mac laptop, but that only came like a year after I had made tens of thousands of dollars every single month. And I wasn't even aware that I was still using my beat up Toshiba laptop until one day I walked into my house and my wife had bought me this Mac, you know, so it just start. That, that That's all I, I got to say. Just just literally start. You know? Yeah, no, that's honestly, that's probably we we still have time. We could almost end it right there because that's some of the best advice to people starting off is you should just start. You shouldn't wait for whatever and fill in the blank. You should just start whatever you have today and just, and the biggest thing is not just start like building, but start actually selling. That's the biggest thing. Don't, you see people, um, they're waiting to like launch their site and they have to do a redesign and they have to do this template and what, this UI thing. And like, cool. And that's no, all great. I'm working for my LLC and I yeah. want to get a trademark and I want to do this. And I'm like, bro, all these things like don't matter. Yeah. They, like nothing matters. Just launch your first product. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's all that matters. Yeah, they, they want to. They know. They want to uh, know what to name their LLC. And you're like, <laughs> like, whatever you want. It doesn't even matter. Like, who cares? Um. All right. So, 
you got your start, then you started online arbitrage, but you kind of, there are, like, like you find with kind of physical arbitrage, right? There's sailings there and you hit them pretty quick. And the whole thing with using some of those apps, right, is you're using it, which is great, but then other folks use the exact same app. So if it rockets to the top of your listing, you know, another hundred folks are going to jump on there, right? And try to sell the same product and you reach just out of stock issues. So those, these are kind of like the classic steps, right? Of arbitrage and you kind of run into them and then you have to make a decision to kind of go wire, right? And just do a lot more of it and scale horizontally or right. go to a different type of fulfillment method. So it sounds Absolutely. like you went to the private label after that, right? I did. So, um, you know, with, uh, with online arbitrage, the cool thing about it, once again, it's just another thing that does not need a whole lot of upfront capital to, to start. It's just like uh, retail arbitrage. You're pretty much, you're kind of like drop shipping. And that's kind of what I was doing is that I was drop shipping. You know, I was simply finding products that sold on one uh, store, one online store for a price, and then, you know, selling on Amazon for a profit. And every time someone bought my product, I went and bought it from here and, and then uh, shipped it over. So by then I had, you know, I had been selling for maybe, I don't know, like six months or something like that. I had my failures along the way, but I had, you know, I'd always been looking at private label. It seemed like it was more of where I really wanted to be. Um, you know, although I'm not the smart person, I, I've never invented anything of my own, uh, but it seemed just a little bit more passive, but I was just kind of like, okay, well, you know what? Let me take um, this that I'm into the, the the highest. Let me see how high you can get, you know, and then we'll kind of make the shift, you know. So um, then I started, you know, but you got to understand one thing. Like I started with $150,000 in debt. Um, my accounts were levied all the time by the IRS because I owed the IRS like 40 thousand dollars. So literally every time I knew that an, uh, a deposit was going to be coming in from uh, Amazon, I had to go to the bank before they opened because at 805, 810, I figured that the IRS is going to levy my account. And literally, as soon as the bank opened at 8 a.m., I had to go into the ATM and pull whatever money out before the IRS got their hands on my money. You know, I was making my payments little by little, but I still owed so much that they just wanted to get paid. And it had been so long, you know, and I, you know, I had lawsuits. I had all these different things, claims. I mean, I literally at one point I would walk into my restaurant's uh, uh, desk and it would be just filled with lawsuits and claims and all these things. And it wasn't because I was a bad person. I was this asshole that I didn't want to pay people. But it was just I didn't have money to pay. And I didn't know how to make money. So now I was actually making money. I had you know, a certain amount of the – and I was not taking out any profit. The cool thing is that I was living with parents. So I, you know, I wasn't paying really any bills or anything. Um, so all the money, all the proceeds that came from my Amazon business – you know, a chunk of it went back to paying off all the debt and then a chunk and then everything else went back into reinvesting in the business, reinvesting in the business. And I think that's another thing that a lot of people fail is they just want to take profit as quickly as possible. Like live cheap. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Mark Cuban, but uh, one of the things that I, I've, I saw him a year and a half ago on an interview with Ty Lopez, and he said, the worst thing you can do when you first start is try to live large, want a new car, want a new watch, want go shopping, all that. I mean, until today, I'm making seven figures. I don't even know. remember the last time I went shopping. Like this shirt I'm wearing, I probably had it for a year and a half. You know, like it, it doesn't matter, you know? All these things don't matter, you know? So I was living as cheap as possible. I didn't have any expenses. So everything I was making, I was paying off debt, reinvesting in the business, paying off debt, reinvesting in the business. Um, until I had some money saved up, 
And I decided, okay, now I know what I'm doing. Let me go and launch a product on Amazon. Because yeah, private label now, because now you're getting into you can't just label. yeah you can't just oh, yeah. go in like hundred dollars in your checking account. You need um, right. What did you start okay. with actually? Kind of what was that so, first order? What did that look like? Uh, absolutely. So and these are mistakes, and these are old mistakes. And, and you know, by now you would think that I have learned my lesson. You know, I just lost the business over three years. Um, because I didn't know what I didn't know. And I just went in with this big ego that I can figure it all out. I know what the hell I'm doing. Watch out, you know? And, and you would think I would have learned my lesson, but I didn't. Um, so I started private label again on my own without any, you know, I was like, oh, there's a bunch of free information on YouTube. I'm just going to keep watching. So as I was running my online arbitrage business, I was like in groups, you know, uh, learning as I went on YouTube, things like that. And I felt like I had enough knowledge. At the time, I had. So my first order was 500 units of a product that cost me, let me see here, let me do Let me do a quick math. Okay, so that product cost me about $3,200 to launch, 500 units, um, and then as quickly as that, what, that order was placed, I put in another order for another product that I was able to get away with ordering only 200 units, and I think that cost me like 1,700. So I was about five grand in for two products. Okay, I so didn't have these are pretty small initial orders. So you're able to kind of get some pretty small initial orders sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, uh, about 5,002 products launched them both at the same time. Um, first product as it was being shipped to the U S I realized that it was a seasonal product and it was actually going out of season. You know, I, so now I had 500 units and I sat on those 500 units for about four months. Oof, what, what, what kind of product was it? I was a molecular model kit. Molecular. And that's, I, don't, uh, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, so it's uh, it's this thing that you use uh, for like uh, in like a science class, like with atoms and bonds and things like that. It's a little, I keep it around. I, I don't think. Um, so it, it was that product, and um, I, I mean, I did everything right. I did the packaging, I did the design, I, you know, I did the logo, all that stuff, and um, I was just super excited. You know, I did the PPC and all that, and it was just not working out. You know, it was just not working out. Uh, my PPC wasn't performing. You know, the product just wasn't selling. It was uh, off season because it's in season when school is in, but it was out of you know school was out. Now I think it was like summer or something like that. It was summer of sixteen, I believe now. Something like, I, think, I think it was summer of sixteen, and um, and that's kind of when my second product went in, and that that product was a tactical uh, tactical vest kit for like kids. Like it's this vest where it's got like darts and and all that stuff, you know. So I launched it in camouflage and black. I launched two different variations. That did okay, actually. That started selling decently. Um, I was selling like two to five units per day each variation. So I was selling between six to ten units per day. You know, my profit margins were about five fifty, six dollars. I had anticipated for about four dollars. But once again, another thing, I just didn't know all the steps needed. So by the time it got in, I um, I had lost you know some money. I call it the leakage where like either your FBA fees turn out to be more than what you expected, you know, the price you can't launch it for $29.99 because you just realized a bunch of other sellers are selling it for $22.99 and you got to drop $34 of your price, things like that. And that was, you know, those were all issues that I had. And then I launched another product that cost me about another $2,500. And that was kind of like my fail, my failure with FBA private label. The first six months, um, Three failed products, about uh, uh, seven thousand, seven eight thousand dollars invested, and that's when I was like, okay, I need to stop. 
that's when I stopped and I started looking for courses, mentors, things like that. And that's when really everything changed in my business and just skyrocketed from there. So, okay. So the first couple just didn't do anything, but then didn't do anything. No. So you started actually kind of when everyone says invest in yourself, that sort of thing. Um, and there's a lot of courses out there that are kind of a snake oil, but there are some good ones, right? On, Absolutely. um, yeah, you see a ton, right. Of, you know, how Absolutely. to make a million dollars tomorrow, that sort of thing. But there are some that are very legitimate and can actually help you and kind of, um, I've interviewed a bunch of guests here and they come with almost this little like kit of like, here's how we did it. You could just follow these steps. Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of that's like, you know, starting off just having that like blueprint of saying like, you know, maybe you don't have to know how everything works because there's a lot there to learn, but at least hear the steps, execute these steps and you'll succeed. Um, right. Totally can get behind that. So then Absolutely. that next product, the next product that actually kind of hit, what was it? What was different about that? So honestly, the thing that was different about that product and then products after here, I can't discuss because they are some products that I'm still selling. Uh, so product four, which was the first profitable product, Honestly, the thing that changed is that now I had someone that I can look back to. And that's the thing that I, you know, I tell a lot of people, like I went through six months of trial and error, trying to do it on my own, thinking that I have enough knowledge. Once again, the same issue that I had in my old business that I lost, um, that six months. So that $7,000 I've made over and over and over again, but that six months that I lost, I can never get that six months back, you know? And I always tell people, it's not about money. Money replenishes. Time does not. You know, time doesn't come back again. You know what I mean? So that learning curve that I had to go through, and I, you know, even after six months and launching three products on my own, I didn't learn everything. I learned some things. I did not learn every single thing. It was literally like, literally, like I took a course. I took th two courses. They were like four or five hundred dollars each, and they weren't anything good. I mean, they were okay. You know, I, they were mediocre. I wouldn't suggest them for anyone starting out right now. But the thing is, they started me in the right path. They started me in the right direction. They kind of filled in the gaps that I was missing, you know? Um, what, was, so, what was the thing, though, that Mentor actually, like, what, what did they help tweak that kind of unlocked that, you know, product to finally do well? Absolutely. So right after those two courses, and, and as I said earlier, those two courses filled in the blanks, but really what changed my business entirely was finding that one person that was interested in seeing me succeed. That person, I don't think they exist nowadays because he wasn't an, an Amazon mentor. He wasn't someone that teaches Amazon. He was a an Indian man living in China, running an eight you know multiple eight figure uh, uh, business um, out of China. Uh, um, he, he was like a co-founder or I don't know, owner. I don't know what he was, what his position was. But he had been selling since like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. And he had just massive, massive knowledge about selling on Amazon. And he found me like just posting, going on rants on all these different um, Amazon groups, talking smack about how Amazon private label is a scam and it just doesn't work and stuff like that. And literally one day he just reached out and he's like, dude, like I see you all the time posting in all these groups. Like, like I was just so bitter. I was just like, so like, this doesn't work. Like, screw all this. I'm going back to work at a job at nine to five. Like, you know. I was just so devastated all over again, you know, uh, because I was just so excited. I knew like, okay, this is going to take me to the million dollars that I'm thriving for. And and now it just wasn't, it was just kind of breaking all over again. It was like my restaurant burning down, turning into ashes. Now my private label burning down, turning into ashes. I was just like, man. So what that mentor did for me is he restored confidence 
and he gave me assurance. And, and, and a lot of times, all we need is affirmation. Like we have it in front of our eyes. We just are not confident enough in ourselves to really take the next level or to go and do that thing or to take action on launching a product or whatever. Most importantly, he was able, I was able to have my products analyzed by someone that was, that I considered, excuse me, that I considered an expert, you know? Um, and it was as simple as, nope, this doesn't work. Yup, this works. And then we went into more in depth of why this will work and how should I do it? So it was just kind of having that someone there to just like give you that push in the back and uh, just say, say, like, go for it. And, 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 and honestly, 75% of my students today have signed up for other courses and then they join my mentoring program. And that's because a lot of, and, and, and that's the, like, I, I hate to say it, but unfortunately with the online world, with, with how it is easy for someone to start an online business and pretend like they are doing great and people following them, especially if you're a good marketer. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a good marketer, but using it in the wrong reasons putting some crappy something together and just selling it off for people and posting pictures with Bugattis and Lamborghinis and, 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 and uh, yachts and mansions and then people falling for that. But you're only interested in that four or $500, thousand dollars that you're charging people. You know, you need to find someone that's interested in your success. And that's what that man was for me. He was interested in my, and I never paid him anything. He did not cost me. He cost me zero dollars. He just wanted, he was, I was like, I guess I was like a, a case study for him. You know, I was just like, he wanted to like reassure himself that he's the shit. He knows what he's, he's, he's doing and you know, he knows what he's talking about, you know? And maybe he felt bad for me. I don't know. I really don't know what it is. You know, I haven't talked to the man in like two years. Uh, he kind of disappeared off the, the, the face of the earth. But uh, that's kind of what it was for me. You know, it was just that someone to assure me, someone to be there for me, someone to just say, yes, you're, you're doing good. No, don't do that. Yes, do this. You know, someone that's gone through the steps and really just come and, and answer your questions. Because like selling on Amazon and systems about selling on Amazon isn't the thing that's like one, you know, one size fits all type of thing, you know? Yes, I can record a whole program about selling on Amazon, but a lot of times we fall into the, the, the process and, uh, and things just kind of don't look like how they're explained in the videos. We have some questions because it's the first time that we're doing it. And we need that one person to be there for us to kind of just get us through the process or maybe hold our hand or just give us that push and, and give us that affirmation. And that's, I think, what, what it was that really made that shift in my business. Yeah, I think a ton of it comes down to just that mental game, right, of you, yeah. you, kinda, yeah. you know the tactics, you kind of have, yeah. you know, you have this already, but someone there to say, okay, you know the tactics, here's the one to execute on and just go and give you that push. So I love that. Um, good. Uh, yeah. Love the story. What are you working on now if you want to kind of plug something or if folks kind of want to learn more about you? What can they do that? Absolutely, man. So, um, you know, I've been selling for three years successfully. I've made over $4.6 million with selling on Amazon. Today, what I am currently focused on is really creating awareness of the missed opportunities, whether if it's selling on Amazon or other ways. You know, there are a million ways of making money online. Um, I personally am currently focused only on Amazon. Um, so my entire focus has shifted from selling, which now is operated by VAs. You know, I barely touch my Amazon business. It's continually growing because I have a full team that's always product researching. You know, I, you know, I mean, obviously they run products by me, but, uh, so that's one thing, but what I'm focused on is really teaching people how to sell on Amazon, really just 
helping people launch successful Amazon businesses. And, 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 and the beauty of it is like, uh, before we jumped live here, I told you I was away for three days celebrating my wife's birthday. And I don't know if you guys can see, but I'm like still red. I look like a lobster. Um, and um, the beauty of it is that all I needed was my laptop. I had my laptop. I paid $10 a day for Wi-Fi to have it inside of my room. And that's it. Three days every morning, I plugged a few things away. I worked with students, answered their questions, made some content on social. And that was that, you know. Uh, all I need to pack is my laptop. As long as I have Wi-Fi, if it doesn't work, I'll do a hotspot, you know, and that's it. And that's the beauty of it. Whether if you are a student, if you have a full-time job, if you're a business owner, if you're in the military, if you're a single mom, if you, whatever it is that you are doing, you can have a side hustle or a side business selling on Amazon or just an online business. So really right now, you know, my, so I have, I initiated a movement in 2019 called the underdogs movement. And, uh, its mission, it's impacting the lives of 2,500 people in 2019. And that's exactly what I do every day, all day. It's creating awareness, letting people know that there is a better way, easier way to do it uh, than working the nine to five, going to college, which many people might might disagree with me unless you're going to become a doctor, a lawyer, some high degree is going to pay you multiple six figures. I think college is a total scam. Uh, I think it's the biggest scam there has ever been. I don't think I ever do use until this day anything that I've learned in college, high school, anywhere. Like I know my kids are not going to continue with school after high school. They're only going to go to high school just because I wanted to have those fundamentals. But unless I know my kids are going to want to become doctors, lawyers, something that's going to pay them multiple six figures, education stops in high school. And it's more going to be self-education after that, whether if it's books, programs, mentors, you know, things like that. Because I think the education system is a total scam and uh, it, it just doesn't work. I, I love the self-education kind of movement. So I, uh, yeah, we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. And I think people, um, you know, I think everyone should do more of that. It's one of those things that just, it helps and you kind of can pick exactly what you need and kind of piecemeal your own education. So I love the message. I will definitely link to that in the show notes. And um, thank you very much for coming on and telling me your story. It was a uh, great chat with you. Absolutely, man. Likewise. Thank you very much for having me. And it was honestly an honor to, uh, to, to be here and be with you live here, man.